Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Rock Your Life. This is a weekly show about finding your inner rock star, overcoming fear, getting better, and transforming your life into something more amazing than you ever dreamed. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and first and foremost, let me start with gratitude. It's something I believe I have to lead with for every show, so thank you for listening and being here with us. I'm just so grateful to be able to do this, and I want to express that at the top of every show. So yes, I'm Amy. I'm a musician, author, radio host, podcaster, DJ mom, and a transformational expert and coach. I'm all about rocking life. And you might ask what qualifies me to talk about this. Well, I took up music, rock and roll music, and started learning guitar and began to sing around the age of 40. I'm 47 now. I wrote, recorded, and released albums and singles in the last few years, and doing this has pushed me to learn a lot about overcoming fear through performing, uh, dealing with failure around all of this, setting goals, building habits, and just being vulnerable in public, especially. I walk the walk of what I talk in these episodes. I regularly push myself outside of my comfort zone, and that's hard, but it gets easier the more that we do it. All of this has pushed me to awaken in my own spiritual life too, and that's something that I cannot and will not stop working on. I feel called to share all that I've learned and am learning with others who want to go next level in their own lives. So if you're interested in stepping into the spotlight more in your own life and getting past obstacles and fear... That's what we're all about. We've got practical advice for your daily life for achieving goals, habit building, branding, business, and just becoming better in every way because it's all tied together. And so are we. We're all tied together. The show is an hour long and divided into four segments with a focus each week. This week, our focus is abundance. First, I talk about the week's topic and what I've learned. Next, I do an interview. Today, we're going to talk to Key Dada. She is a priestess at divineandconjure.com. She's a community leader here in Austin, Texas, and she is half of the duo Riders Against the Storm, an amazing band. I highly recommend checking them out. Our third segment is our affirmation segment called Go Aff Yourself with the founder of stickwithit.co, Jill Faulkner. Affirmations are really important to me and I talk about them a lot. I say them out loud. So we choose one to work on every week. Fourth, our brain business and branding segment, uh, which I'm joined by my collaborative partner, Bijou Finney. She's a certified brand consultant and co-owner of Velvet Cartel Content Creation. Bijou and I discuss how the week's subject relates to your brain and to your brand, and we cover some practical tips and strategies to build your business and take charge of your habits and optimize your brain. And know this, when you're really showing up to do the work on the topics that we discuss, I can vouch for it. You've got to be ready. The universe is going to show you what you need to learn in order to grow. And growth can be kind of hard, but it is a good thing. We've got to grow or else we're stagnant. And stagnancy, who wants to be stagnant? Not us. We're rocking life. That's what we got to do. All right. So it's time. Time to rock abundance. Yes. Abundance. I have been crazy focused on abundance for like some time now, like probably about more than a year. That word specifically, that concept. So I'm going to talk today about some of my regular practices and habits around this. I've studied it. I've developed a daily practice around it. I've read this book called Happy Pocket Full of Money, which I've recommended a million times. I'm on my third time through it and I highly recommend. It came into my life about a year ago. Someone recommended it and she was at a dinner with me, a fancy dinner, and she recommended it. And then she said, oh, wait, I have it with me in my purse. And she pulled out this big book. <laughs> I was like, how strange. But the more I've read it, the more I've bought copies, given them to people. I've carried it around with me as well. I think it makes a difference. Anyway, I read a few pages of it each day. It's not really about money. It's about abundance. It has these affirmations throughout it that say, I am wealth, I'm abundance, I am joy. It's on every page of the whole book, sometimes several times on a page. And I say them out loud when I read them every single time. <laughs> That's part of my practice. But we can't really talk about abundance without talking about gratitude too. 
And if you noticed, I put gratitude at the top of the show now. I'm going to continue to do that because I realized that was missing and I need to always be coming from a place of gratitude. Do you have a gratitude practice? Are you thinking right now, I keep meaning to, but I forget. I don't have time. Oh yeah, people say I should do that. (laughs) Start one. Put a notebook by your bed or where you meditate. Write five things you're grateful for every single day. I do it. It helps you start looking at life through that lens. I write in that journal too about abundance, which I explain that practice in depth with Jill today about exactly what I write. I've been listening to a lot of Joe Dispenza lately. He talks about feeling grateful in this moment for what is coming to you rather than waiting for it in order to feel grateful. That can be kind of hard to do. There's always talk about feel it, you know, feel it now. Sometimes it annoys me if I'm perfectly honest. (laughs) I've been so annoyed by that in the past. I know I'm supposed to do that, but sometimes it's frustrating to know we have the capability and see others doing it and telling us to do it and not be able to summon it ourselves. That's why, or at least part of why, I do these practices and build these habits to drill it into my own damn head, to make it my default position to look through that lens rather than the other. Am I there yet? (laughs) Not quite, but that's the path. That's the road we're building. It gets stronger every day, and that's why we're here. So what else do I do? I read the few pages of Happy Pocket every day. I light Palo Santo around a crystal bowl on my altar. Um, It contains an abundance spell that Bijou and I did a while back that we talk about today in our segment. I've asked her for the link to that, so I'll have it in the blog post as well. I cleanse that. I focus on the feeling of already living in that space. And yes, I meditate. Next week, we're going to talk more about that too. But if that is still escaping you right now, I would just say give it a shot for maybe three minutes. Just try to sit and be still and calm your mind and see what happens. I have so many people I know that refuse to even try. My good friends, they say, I just can't. I just can't. I don't have time, but I'm not buying it. You can. You can find the time. And don't rationalize it away like, oh, I'm going for a run. That's my meditation. Nope. Mm -mm. You got to sit still. If you have time to scroll Instagram, you have time to meditate. If you have time to watch TV, you have time to meditate. I'm just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Okay, so anyway, as I thought about abundance in these practices this week, I noticed something about myself, and that something was that I was feeling lack, like I was focused on the lack. And so, hmm, once I spoke to Key about it for the interview for this episode, she turned abundance on its head and talked about what we focus on is what we get. So if I'm focusing on lack, guess what I'm getting? An abundance of lack? Mm Mm-hmm. That becomes the abundance. I've heard this before in different ways. And I know that when we say things like I'm broke over and over, it fosters that. You get more of it. But I hadn't been paying attention to how I was doing this. One particular thing I was focusing on lack in is my love life. I really was. I was constantly saying, how I don't have anything there. I don't have anything going on anymore. Oh my gosh, I don't have anything. Ugh. <laughs> So on a whim last weekend, I have no idea why, I joined Tinder. I have never joined Tinder before. I've done a couple different dating apps, but I deleted them recently and hadn't been doing anything. So I allowed my friend's husband, who I'm close with too, to make my profile. He chose two pictures, kept it really simple, and I just jumped in. I let my daughter choose a third picture too when she looked at it. I know, she's 14, but I did. (laughs) And suddenly I had hundreds of people pouring in. Like, I don't know if I did something wrong on Tinder or what, but I have this thing where I can see them all. And then it, it turned into thousands of people. It still is. It's like overwhelming. <laughs> it was validating. I'm not going to lie. But it was also a big reminder for me that I need to see it as abundant. I've been so focused on seeing other things that way in my life. Why wasn't I doing it with this? Like, I'm focused on it, but I wasn't doing it here. I won't allow myself to think that way about anything else. So why was I allowing it now? Why was I saying these things and acting like this? (laughs) I did have a couple things going on, like dates here and there, but they weren't working out for one reason or another. And that goes for the sex too. So what was this? I came to the conclusion that I wasn't paying attention to it. I think it's as simple as that. I was ignoring what I was doing, almost on autopilot. And if I'm really being honest... It might have felt a little fun. I might have enjoyed that part a bit. Maybe it elicited sympathy. Maybe it dredged up some old thoughts about the most recent thing I had going on. And I could play the victim. 
hmm, I've been working hard to break those habits and thought loops, but of course it feels kind of good, you know? Like the comfort of like an old shoe that you know is going to kill your foot when you take a step in it, but oh, it feels so familiar to slip into. Hmm. So I've consciously been changing this. And I would encourage you, as you listen to this episode, to get conscious about your own thoughts and where in your life you're seeing lack and how you're approaching it. And perhaps you're not even conscious of it. Sometimes those talks with ourselves are not fun, like what I just said, but it's worth it. Paying attention to those things is where the change is going to come. Last thing before we get into the interview, you may be wondering if all my practices are producing results. I think so. I have to believe it anyway. So my answer is going to be yes. I see more abundance and I come from a place of gratitude and more seems to arrive every day. But I'm looking for it. I'm focused on it. So you tell me. Okay, so let's get to the episode. Our shining guest today is Ki Dada, and she is a priestess, a divine and conjure. She is an important part of the Austin community and a highly respected artist and musician and has the band Riders Against the Storm with her husband, Shaka. She is a magical light. I love her, and I loved her take on abundance, and I know you will too. So we talk about different types of abundance rather than, you know, just money, honey. But Jill and I today on Go Af Yourself do talk about money. We make ourselves uncomfortable in this segment all the time, and money is a big one today, especially for Jill. We develop an exercise during this segment around other ways that financial abundance can come to us, and Jill has some intense internal things going on today. They really might speak to you. It did to me. Our affirmation today is, I see the abundance and I welcome more, which I loved putting into practice this week. Bijou and I on our Brain, Biz, and Brands segment cover vices that we use to cope. We cover our subconscious minds and our animal nature as humans. Oh, and we do talk about our magic abundance spell. So stay for all that and lots more. So let's get rolling now with our interview with Key Dada. Um, yeah, so we're rolling with Key Dada. Hi. I love you. You're just so beautiful. Oh, man, I appreciate it. You're that. welcome. You. And uh, so, yeah, you're a priestess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're also a musician yes. with your husband, Shaka, mm-hmm. Riders Against the Storm. Love you guys. And you're the founder of Divine and Conjure, which is like your umbrella business for yeah. all that you do. For all that we do. Correct. We have a variety of offerings. We're practitioners. We do event curation. And, uh, you know, we're also just community leaders and have, you know, different offerings. Well, I like the name. Thank you. Divine and Conjure. Yeah, it's a, it's a play yeah. on, on divide and conquer. <laughs> that's, I yeah. didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. We'd rather divine um, and conjure. Have, oh, that's really, now it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I reached out to you, I, you know, I've been thinking about abundance, first of all, for like, like really thinking about it and working on it for I'd say the last year and then pretty intensely for the last mm, four months maybe mm-hmm. like and by intensely I mean like speaking about it out loud every day mm-hmm. and focusing on my own abundance and I've gotten in this space of like thinking about us as inherently abundant beings and when I I knew you and Shaco had been going to Africa and I haven't talked to you since your trip mm-hmm. but that inherent you know nature of abundance just occurred to me that perhaps if Af- being in Africa had affected your um I don't know the way you relate to abundance and I I just that that was partly why I reached out to you and I was glad that this resonated with you so tell me like that and how you felt when I first approached you about it um well I have been thinking about abundance for a very long time too I've studied it what's a very long time very long time is probably <laughs> 10, 15 yeah. years. Yeah, okay. For a very long time. Right on. Uh, well, some know. people that I invite in are like experts in whatever it is, like nutrition, and they work in that. But this is like more of a vague. It's kind of vague. You have yeah. to be focused on it, which is really what vo- abundance is about. You do have to focus. It's a focus. It's about where your focus exists. So there is a, a lecturer and a, and a metaphysician that I really enjoy. And uh, her name is Sonia Barrett. And she said, you have to be cautious with that definition of abundance because you can have an abundance of poverty. You can have an abundance of ill will. You can have an abundance of X, Y, and Z because it's really ultimately about your focus. Oh, my God. That just gave me chills. Right. I haven't even really entertained that. Yeah, no. You can actualize. It's It's about your focus. Your focus is going to amplify, magnify, regardless of what it is. Yeah. It's not just about... 
the way that you're trying to create this 360 wellness in your life. The truth of the matter is you're, you're manifesting whether or not you are doing it deliberately or not. You're just a magical, powerful being. And yes, therefore, abundance is an innate power that we all have. But watch out what you're getting abundant about. Watch on. out what you're getting abundant about. <laughs> yeah. Watch out what you're getting abundant about. So when I went to Africa, I found it interesting. There was a Bob Marley quote that was resonating with me. And he said, some people are so poor, all they have is money. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's really interesting. When I went to Africa, we were pleased uh, with the opportunity to like meet with all of these royal families while we were there. And wow. So the royal families, you know, people, uh, they have some purpose in the government, but oftentimes they are there in the community and they're servicing as spiritual leaders and they provide blessings, et cetera, cultural um, presentation and then also just like they have gravity the spiritual gravity um in the community um and so but i was like are we going to another king and queen are we going to another you know, how many like are how there? many are there <laughs> i was amazed because in my mind the way i grew up in fairy tales and stuff there was right. like one king queen of the land and they had a big <laughs> castle and you know what i mean totally all yeah. of that jazz you're the king and queen the rest you're the of us king, there was a, the rest of the peasants or whatever and I was just like, well, isn't that interesting? Is that another definition of abundance? Can you truly be abundant if you only have one king or queen? You know what yeah. I mean? Is that is that an abundance mindset? And so also we can take abundance and take it to be a very individualistic thing also. And But, I mean, it should be because, honestly, whatever it is that you're uh, cocooning yourself in is what's going to amplify out into the world anyway. So you do have to take that time to make sure your cup is full and operating and you know that all your gears are turning in the direction that you're looking for right right? um but truthfully speaking when you are doing that from a place of awareness of how that's going to affect the rest of your community you're very clear about the fact that abundance um is something that needs to pour out you know you can't just focus on abundance and think that that's something that's only going to develop yourself and then eventually it'll reach out to other people because i'm doing a good job on me and that's true. Mm-hmm. But your focus, like I said, when you're focusing on the fact that it's going to do something great for the world, it then does. It amplifies that effect. It's not a matter of happenstance, you know. Um, so that's why abundance for me was really magnificent when I went to Africa, because seemingly the infrastructure is not very strong. No. Seemingly, um, uh, there isn't a lot of in terms of resources, et cetera. Um, however, there are different types of abundance, much like there are different types of literacy in Africa. People know how to read different things. Mm-hmm. They may not they may not necessarily read uh, letters that we've been offered in, in institutional education, but they know how to read the rain. They know how to read the sky. They know how to read the water droplets, X, Y, and Z. They know how to read a child's cry, what have you. They know how to read these types of things. So it's it's this misnomer of like, well, they're illiterate. They don't know how to read and write. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, they do. But secondly, you know, um, they're the, the notion that you don't understand that you're actually not operating in abundance because you only have one type of literacy. Right. So that's kind of part of what I am been focusing on when it comes to the idea of abundance. Just like, all these different. There avenues. has to be a multiverse. Mm-hmm. It has to exist in a multiverse in order for it to truly be abundant. I'm a firm believer that the creator creates anything and it never just has this one purpose. You know what I mean? There's no leaf. There's no water rain droplet that only serves one purpose. I'm so with you on that. And I just think our culture just gets so, just as Americans, we just get so ingrained and just like, this is the definition of abundance. And it mm-hmm. means what's in my bank account. And mm-hmm. that's that, you know? And um, I mean, in Africa, uh, my experience with it was, uh, first of all, like it's just it is multidimensional. It's just a multidimensional space because mm-hmm. they have their own technology and they also have to operate with uh, Western technology or corporate technology. I'm still trying to find the language for that because I want to I want to remove the the idea that it's a primitive art and that it's a primitive technology, and they need to catch up. When the fact of the matter is, it's all existing in the same timeline. It's just different. It's just very different. Yeah. Right? It's just different. Um, and and so that is, that's what I kept encountering. So the, even their technology has to exist in multidimensional uh-huh. reality. That's you know? part of us, like, putting judgments on things, mm-hmm. I think. You know? Yeah. Um, 
you said you've been working on this abundance mindset for like 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that shift? Like, oh my God. Well, I mean, I initially, no, 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 no. Because initially it's the same thing. Like I thought it was about money. I thought it was about prosperity. Like, well, especially as an artist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole I'm other always thing trying to catch a, You know, you're trying to catch a bag. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to get to this thing. Um, and then I realized that part of my life force was just being depleted trying to do that, right? That my marriage at times would suffer because, you know, we're just working, 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 oh, so working, working, There's working. a part of a lack mindset in there, too. Exactly. You know, so where you come in from, the right. lack mindset, the, the abundance of lack. Or, the, that, you're right. The abundance <laughs> of lack. My head just exploded. Right. Yeah. So, like, my whole thing was um, I was, I was, like, consumed. I had to, like, step back and study to understand that I was, I was, the reason I wanted it was because I didn't think I could have it, right? So that ultimately is, is what I'm manifesting is my chasing it because I don't have it. I don't have it. In order for me to manifest and to keep that story going, I have to not have it so I can keep chasing it because I don't believe I can have it. Boom. Right? I mean, that's, that's exactly what we're saying, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, exactly that's it. it. What is the in- actual intention behind that? Because yeah. children... Their state is naturally abundant. They don't have any qualms about what they think they can have or what they think they should be provided to them, et cetera. Like, as soon as they come out the womb, they're like, where's the milk? They're not wondering (laughs) if it's coming. They're not concerned about how tired you are. They're not. They're just like, where's the milk? You know, Mm -hmm. I am supposed to have milk. There should be milk here. So, and, you know, even as they develop before they get too corrupted into, you know, institutions, they, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, just give me money. You know what I mean? Or they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm getting that bike, right? Like, you know what I mean? There's no boundaries around what's possible. And even though we may say, oh, well, there's a new world. You know, that's not the real world. And this is how actually things work. Sure, we can even say that. But you don't have to adopt uh, the attitude that it's not possible. You can still have a really fresh attitude about it, even though you know it may take work to do it. Like a phrase that I've coined is... Uh, uh, long-term magic and short-term magic, right? Okay, tell me So more. short-term magic is prestidigitation, you know, the people just feeling like things pop out of nowhere. And you're like a parking spot. A I parking just manifested. Spot manifested yeah. <laughs> or this, that, and the third. And, and, and people feel like, okay, now I know magic is happening. But they don't believe in long-form magic. They don't necessarily think that it's a magical thing for a seed that is the size of the tip of my finger to go into the ground and have all of the intelligence necessary to grow this tree, all its leaves, and then produce more seeds. Therefore, really, the intelligence of the seed is to be able to produce an orchard. You know what I mean? That is abundance. That is abundance at its absolute definition. It's, it's about dis, dis, uh, distancing ourselves or removing, in general, the barriers of what we think is logically possible. This little thing shouldn't be able to house this huge amount, this, this, this growth shouldn't come from this tiny little thing. But obviously that's natural, but it does take time to do it. It takes time for that magic to appear. And it's not less magical because it's not this instant. And that's also can be a, a, a symptom of the fact that we live in a microwave society. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I hear so much conflicting on that exact thing. Like Mm -hmm. I read these other things. I've been reading some Joe Dispenza right now. And it's like they talk about this difference between the temporal and like how we don't have to wait. We can immediately decide on something Mm -hmm. and change our reality about it. Um, So but then I do know things take time. So I don't know. I feel a little disconnected. You know, I mean, like uh, another thing Sonia Barrett will say uh, when I love her. Um, I can't wait that, to check her out. Yeah, she's great. Uh, everything is wave and particle, right? Right. That's quantum, the dance. Yeah. A quantum level. Quantum right? level. On a quantum mm-hmm. level, everything is wave and particle, and that's the dance that we're doing. You know, so it it's not, and, and it's really one and the same. So if something takes time, it's not less magical than if it doesn't. It's not to say that that is not powerful and instant, sure. and that is a reality, but the length is also a magical reality. And we have to... Um, one of my other favorite people is Muji. And Muji says, you know, if you can say that you're none of it, and oftentimes that's what gets promoted as our higher spiritual awareness is to be like, I am detached. I am, I am not a, the mm-hmm. id in all of these things and detach ourselves. But he also says, you can also say you're all of it and you'll get to the same place. You know, it is this 
dance. It is this choice that you get to make. We're so on the same page. I mean, today I was thinking of, I started creating a meditation to release with this, actually. I don't know why. I've never done that with a single other show. But suddenly (laughs) today I was like, I want to create a meditation. And one of the things I wrote, it was about your future self and creating your life. And I wrote right now is everything and nothing. If you're really Mm -hmm. in the moment. I mean, Mm -hmm. we are everything and we are like, I yeah. Anyway, I'm really feeling that. No, it's real. It's wave. <laughs> it's particle. It's short. It's long. It's instant. And it takes time. It's all of those things. You have to be in love with all of it. I don't trust anyone who's not in love with all of it. Like, yeah. Like, I, you know, we were just talking about my friend. And I went to Africa and was on a high. And then I had to come. And, you know, my dear friend had, had passed on and tra- transitioned. And it was just like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is exactly what it is. It's about what state are you going to operate in? even though life is going to do what life needs to do. It's it's what life does. And it's what life does. Abundance doesn't escape you no matter what. Like if you make this choice, abundance is available to you. It's about your intention, about how you want to place your focus, you know. That is That's beautiful, ultimate. and we're about out of time. Okay. Is there any? That was a beautiful place to stop, but I want to give you the opportunity to say anything else that you'd like yes, to say. Yes, um, I am opening back up my healing practice, which is really <gasps> exciting to me. Yay! Yes, I'm going to be doing energy healing and um, kind of like short-term consultations and home clearings also. Beautiful. So get people's homes in check either during like solstice, equinox, New Year's, etc., but also... We have new music coming out. My husband and I have different projects on the table. We're partnering with Africa. We are doing some great things. That's beautiful. Hey, 2020, man. That, 2020. That, that energy. And that sounds, it all sounds very abundant. It is. Do you do healings via phone or is it mostly in person? I do mostly in person. I can't do it over the phone, but I love people's faces. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> well, I will have links to everything. And probably the easiest way to find you is what, uh, your website? My Instagram. You can just Instagram. say, yeah, Instagram at Kidada, Q-I-D-A-D-A, official. Kidada official, and I'll make sure and put a link up. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here and sitting in this abundant space with me and talking about this. I like it. It's good stuff to bring to the world, (laughs) for sure. I like it, too. I'm in love with it all. All right. (laughs) Peace, Amy. Thank you. I must apologize for our last two episodes. I did not come in with my British hello, and I just am feeling really remiss about that. I noticed, too, (laughs) and I should have said something. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So impassioned. I love your British entrance. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it'll expand, and you'll have like a top hat or something and a monocle. I don't know. I'm turning into Mr. Peanut now. This is perfect. (laughs) It is perfect. Um, Yes, so... Are you feeling abundant? In a variety of ways. That is a great answer. Everyone should say that. I'm constantly focused on abundance. Mm. I've been doing a lot of abundance work in the last, I would say, few months in particular. Focused on any particular area? All of them. Money. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people go to when we think about abundance. It's having possessions. Yeah. And money. money. And that's not a, I'm not that's not a, a bad thing or right. anything like that. There is absolutely enough to go around. Um, and, and we deserve and can have all of the things that we desire. Right. Um, but there are ways in which we are abundant outside of that. One hundred percent. And sunshine. I, I, I try to focus on that sunshine. Trees. Yes. Trees. Well, it depends on where you are. People are cutting trees down, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> Right, but nature, right? <laughs> right, nature. Um, feeling the grass underneath our mm-hmm. feet is is a feeling of abundance of joy for me. Yeah, and just, I mean, just even like when I sit in my house, I try to really look at the abundance of now in mm. this moment, mm-hmm. you know, the air in my lungs, like, like you're talking about, yeah. the fact that I have a bed to sleep in and just, um, I, I don't know, I think a, there's a lot about perspective in it and just about living in the now and you know i know that whole thing about you know you're grateful for what you've got now and then of course more of it is brought to you mm-hmm. right yes and i i want to go back um because i think my saying there's abundance in other ways is my own issue with money aha uh-huh. yeah so my diversion to move on to abundance of sunshine yeah, or whatever all the, all the ways um, we're abundant mm-hmm. is because it, for some reason it 
still feels wrong for me to think about desiring boatloads of money. Well, when I said and being it, abundant in right. that way, and when I when I I mean initially thought of abundance, I thought about money mm-hmm. like as a topic for this. That is what I meant. Well, it is what makes the world go round. I mean. In we so need many it ways. to live. We do. This is true. We do. People manage without it, but I'm not going to manage without it. Yeah. I know I'm not going to. I have two children. I mean, like, no. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I, I get that. But mm-hmm. that's, I, I want to go back to that for yeah. my own growth right now. Yeah. So sorry, listeners, if you were looking for abundance and, <laughs> you know, something else, but we're going to talk about money because Jill needs to address this. Me too. Me too. That's been, that's what I've been focusing on. And so, and it's just, it's been a really interesting journey. And so, I mean, it's always interesting too, when we sit down to talk, cause we're, I, we film, we <laughs> record these first of all my segments. And so I, which I really enjoy cause I really get to sorting things out. So mm-hmm. excuse me if I'm repetitive. So, um, all right, where are you? So, I I guess when I think about abundance in a financial ter- in financial terms my stopping point or not stopping point but where I get stuck is where is that going to come from Yeah I have a full-time job I get paid what I get paid Yeah I have a, another business you know stick with it co which right. I'm kind of slowing down with a little bit as far as reordering product right now because I'm working to get debt paid down mm-hmm. and working on my finances in, in a different way. Right. You can't stock up a bunch of inventory. Yeah. Right. Um, so where is this abundance supposed to come from? If I'm having one job, not pursuing another business, what, where is the abundance? But then I go back to what I understand about working with the universe on things is the how is of not my concern. Right. That, but that's, I don't need that's, to know how. That is the spot, I think, that, get, that you get hung up in. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Yeah, well, especially when it comes to abundance of money. Because we're supposed to, quote, make money, <laughs> as opposed to just letting it come in. Right. In whatever way that it might. Whether well, or not that's a check in the mail, you totally forgot somebody owed you money. So right? Say, right. Right. I mean, like, I, you hear those stories, I think I read... You know, oh, you are a badass at making money. Mm -hmm. And um, I have mixed feelings on it. But yeah, you know, there's these stories where then people's brains start when they decide on an amount they need and their brain starts chugging along. And then suddenly they remember they have some old stock certificate that they got given, you know, that is worth $80,000, which was exactly what they need, you know, that kind of thing. You hear those stories. And um, so um, those are always interesting to me, but it's good to recognize that. It can come from other places, right? Like, so if we're stuck in that space, let's take you for instance. Mm-hmm. You've got what you just listed, your job, and, you know, your stick with it. Like, what possibilities could there possibly be that money's just going to land in your lap? Like a whole bunch of it. No idea. No idea. Because do I, am I hung up on needing to earn mm-hmm. money to make it, um, to not feel guilty about receiving abundance. Yeah. Right? Maybe it's more of a, a feeling of guilt that uh, keeps me stuck is because, well, why should I get all of this this financial abundance? Why? Sure. Y- you know? There's people starving. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Do you think it would be a useful exercise to write down all the possible ways it could possibly, or not all the possible ways, mm-hmm. but many possible ways that it could happen? Do you think that would be a useful exercise for you? Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting to just kind of free flow. I mean, like win the lottery, but you'd have to buy a ticket. Right. Um, Or just, you know, um, you know, uh, suddenly, I don't know what, I don't know what would they all be. Yeah. You know, like I try to think about that for me too. Like, um, and I, I think I've been doing the work, you know, and I've been doing this writing, abundance writing for, Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I don't know how many days I'm on now. Um, as of this recording, I mean, I'm like 50 something. And so I don't do it every day, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I write, um, in a notebook and it's filling up on one side. I write it in the first person. Have I told you this? Mm -mm. Um, I, I, I went to this meet Al-Anon meeting and the guy told me that he did this. And so I decided to adopt it. So I, um, I write on one side in first person like I am abundant I am wealth I'm 
um, all these things. And I'll do it in very different ways every single time. Or I believe and trust and I've, that, that I am abundant in the, and, and I'm abundant now and wealth flows to me and all these things. Money flows to me, real positive type mm-hmm. stuff. And then on the other side, um, there, it's kind of a mid-size you know, um, notebook. And on the other side, I write it in the third person. Ooh. And then, no, it's crazy. And then I read it out loud. Sometimes. Sometimes if my daughter's bedroom is right where I work. So sometimes I don't read it out loud because I'm like, she's going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to be out here. Amy is wealthy. Amy is. (laughs) I love that Uh, though. I hadn't thought of of taking that approach. Yeah. For the third person. Uh, I don't, that guy recommended it. So that's why I did it. What have you noticed? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. But who knows? Maybe it's, I mean, like, I, I think I have noticed a stronger appreciation for the moment and the now, mm-hmm. you know, and recognizing and being grateful and, and gratitude in the moment. That is what I have recognized. And um, and then I, I, I'll talk about this in the other parts of the episode. Um, I've done this Lakshmi chant for abundance, which you're supposed to do for like 40 days. And um, I, I chanted in my head. I don't know if that matters. I, sometimes I chant it out loud, but I do it when I meditate and I just say it over and over. Um, Om Shri Maha Lakshmi Swaha. And so um, it, Lakshmi is the goddess of abundance. And so, I mean, I've been real focused on this. So that's why I'm glad we're having conversations about it today because um I just, uh, I feel like a lot of space has been opened up. Like it's been almost painful, you know, with my divorce and my lawsuit that um, really could have brought a bunch of abundance, but instead it got dismissed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I was very accepting of that. And, um, and just, I just was like, I'm just going to trust that the right thing's happening, you know? And we do always get by. Because regardless of the, well, let me I was gonna okay this sounds insensitive no just say it regardless of the financial abundance that we have there are still ways in our lives in which we are abundant for sure that and that and then I think about people below the poverty line and the struggles that people are having and I just don't want it to feel insensitive no that that those folks just it's like Oh, but look at all that you, everything else that you have, right? When people just don't feel that they have right. other things. So I'm, um, I'm talking about we work and we, and we, you know, are hoping to grow our bank account, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. That is what I'm talking about, which I think a lot of us, those people we can identify with, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to look at what I've got too, but there's, there's this like, just thing where I'm like okay you know I do try to focus too on the good I would do you know Mm, because I I have mm -hmm. a sentence that I say over and over like um, uh, I always have more than enough money to live the life I choose to enjoy myself to give my girls everything to invest and to donate generously so those are I mean I want to live that life yeah sometimes I slip and fly first class on there too That's amazing. I've, <laughs> and travel first class. Because <laughs> yeah. once I you go in there. first class, it is oh. tough going back. God, I mean, it's just good. It's just good. And so. there's no reason for us not to enjoy that, mm-hmm. right? I, what, I just keep having this feeling of guilt as we talk about it's this. There. And it's there. It's real. Not, it's not fair. And that sounds so horrible. It's not fair. Um, but why? Why? Should I be feeling this guilt? Why do I take that on? Am I so worried about what other people will think? Am I so conscious of hurting other people? Although that would never be my intention. I would never, you know, hurt anyone like in it's, pursuit of my own life. It's something about putting yourself last, like I think. You and know? we and admire I, that. And, and for what reason? I don't know. When we suffer mm-hmm. then. Like everyone else, no, everyone else can have it. I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait. I'll be cool. There is leadership components, right? It's like leaders eat last. Um, you know, like if you're Maybe it's in, that. in a company, right? And you have a company lunch, everybody Maybe. else should eat first and the management and leader should eat last. And then I do always do Maybe. that because I do care for other people. Um, and I'm fine, right? If there's no food left, no big deal. I'll go get something else. Isn't so I don't there an inherent much, thing but, in that though, that like there's enough to go around? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We're just real time unpacking. This. I know. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I, I owe you many monies for these therapy. <laughs> Great. Sessions. That's where my abundance is coming from. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, but then we lose ourselves in for the sake of others who then sometimes are not appreciative. And not that we do the things that we do for recognition right. or appreciation, um, but why should I feel bad to desire an amazing life where I do fly first class? Afraid somebody's going to make a comment like, oh, she flies first class. Uh, yeah, I do. It's really great. You should come sometime. And then you can too. Right. We all yeah. can. Yeah. I'm having a real intense internal dialogue. Good. Right I'm glad. I'm glad this is bringing this up because I bet there's a lot of people that identify with you. And I do too. You know, you have that moment where you're like, why me? Why me? Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why do I get it then? Like, mm, how yeah. am, well, am I saying I'm worth more than anybody else? No, I don't right. think we are. But I think we're saying we're worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is hard. Okay. What's our, we're getting down to the wire on time. What's our app? Well, I am abundant as, you know. I know. Typical. It is. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe I, I, I let... I wel- well, we did. I welcome, you know, mm-hmm, a few we weeks did. back. I welcome abundance. I don't know if I seek abundance. I, I mean, you've done things like I, I'm open to receive mm-hmm. a, a lot before, which I do. Actually, I do love that. Yeah, I journaled about that earlier, more in the realm of love um, and just being open to receive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that that's abundance in love. That's abundance in finances. That's abundance in... What about... Um, what about I, I recognize my abundance... Or I recognize uh, the abundance in my life and I'm open to receive more or continue mm. that or something. What about something like that? Yeah, I see I see the abundance and I welcome more. Ooh, ooh. I see the abundance mm. and I welcome more. That's exactly where my head's at. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Oh, we, aff is on. <laughs> the aff is on. So that's beautiful. I see the abundance and I welcome more. And I welcome more. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got some things to do, huh? Why? When will the work be done, Amy? When will the work be done? Woo! I know. I was just listening to something about that. And he was saying, like, Peter Crone, he's amazing. And um, he was saying that we, like, the, the fallacy of enlightenment. And I'm sure this is another conversation. We're almost out of time. But just this thing, like, then we're done. <laughs> you know? no, never and he was done, like, apparently. no, he was like, no, you're basically just getting through this sort of set of mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's more, you yeah. know, and like I, I I, was like that resonated with me because I was like, yeah, OK, we can't just like suddenly be done. Right. You know, because then when we receive this wealth, mm-hmm. then there's another set of learnings that come with that. Right. When we receive the love and get in the relationship, there's another set of learnings that come with that. So yeah. it is it is never over. Mm-hmm. And, um, the and I don't. Don't know that I would want it to be. I don't either. I don't either. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, Tiger Woods has a golf coach. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no matter how good you are, you can always be better and learn more. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, we're out of time. That was awesome. Thank you. Go after yourself. Go after yourself. Thanks, Jill. Oh, follow Jill at (laughs) stickwithit.co. All right. It's time for whatever we're titling this segment, Build Your Brand, is our working title Mm -hmm. for now with Bijou Finney and me. Anyone Um, who comes up with the name gets what? They have to get something. What do they get? Brunch with us. Yeah. (laughs) We'll take you to brunch. Um, So have you been on the abundance train this week? I have. How's that gone for you? Um, It's gone really well you've had Um, a very abundant job this week i have i've had ever you know it's funny ever since we created our little abundance bowls which we should put the uh how to in the links well actually i mentioned that in my intro and i wrote it down in our notes for us to talk about today because we did an abundance spell on my birthday Uh uh-huh and i wasn't sure where you got that and i wanted to ask you to share that yeah yeah i got it uh out of a book um I, I I I can't remember the name, but I'll send it to you. Okay, great. Um, great. But I love that little thing, and I do really feel like ever since we did it, my life, or at least work, has gotten to be abundant. I don't know if it's because of the bowl or because of my mindset or just because we've been in business for so long, but it's nice to think that I have a little aid to help mm-hmm. me. Um, but uh, P. 
Peter Crone just came out with his little lesson thing. Okay. And I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically talking about um, reconditioning yourself to be really okay with what's going on here and now, um, which is really hard for everybody to do. But that's, I think, the root of almost all evil right now is that people are not okay with their situation because they always want more and they're always in this state of want and need. And it makes it to where it gives them anxiety and sadness to where they cope with it in typically unhealthy ways, maybe food, alcohol, stress, all those things that you're doing to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That makes your life much less happy and great and fulfilling. So even though there's been some things that I'm very unsure of right now and some places in my life where I'm not where I want to be, I've been trying to calm myself with this feeling of you are extremely abundant compared to what you could be Mm -hmm. That's your whole, at least it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So um, I guess I've been trying to be really happy in that moment when I do get those little tinges of anxiety, like, oh, oh God, like, oh, this isn't right or something like that, especially like when I lay myself down to sleep or when I wake up, when I get those like electric feelings that aren't good for me, I try to like calm myself with, with the feeling that I am abundant. That's what I've been trying to to do this week. Yeah. And it's really been helping me. Yeah, um, I started this book that I've had for a long time. It's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. It's kind of got a little bit of a Christian thing going on, but I just kind of ignore that. (laughs) And um, it's really, though, about your brain and your subconscious. And I was just thinking about this this morning, what you're talking about, those twinges that come up. Like, I'm getting so much better about them, but I recognized that I don't want to stifle them. Like, I don't want to bury it and pretend it's not there. Like, I want to recognize it let it out and like i don't know if it's replace it or just move on in a better direction so what do you mean you don't want to stifle it so it's are you saying that it's like a spidey sense that you don't want to like detour because it helps you or you're kind of just like i don't want to push anything down right Um, i don't i don't don't think it's a spidey sense no i think it's like an untruth that is conditioned in my subconscious to say like You know, who are you kidding or whatever this thing is like, oh, my God, I might not have enough money to pay my rent or whatever it is. And like, I think it's it's that it's like that fear based thing that comes up and they can be I feel like if I if I don't just listen to it and acknowledge that, oh, yeah, that's that old thing that I used to have, then it will um continue to be in there Mm -hmm. like I'll be pushing it back in there to where I'm ignoring it but it's still there you know yeah I think what I'm doing is what's been helping me in understanding brain science so much is that the more that I see myself as this animal and I'm studying this animal I understand that it's a, a thing that we all have and then I stop thinking oh it's just me or oh, I have this weird thing. It is an an animalistic thing, right? So especially with animals, it's like fear-based, flight or flight, fight or flight. And it's like, am I alive? Am I okay? Oh my God, I do have something right now. Let me hoard it and eat it all and and take advantage of it all, (laughs) right? So it's like all those little things that you would do as an animal in the middle of the Sahara. Right. No, or like my dog does that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I so all this now. I can't, I can't be like that. Um, and so I have to recognize those patterns in me. And when I do see them as these little patterns, I, I'm not really like pushing them down. I'm just like, oh, I see you. Now let's reframe this or let's like do Perfect. it different. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And um, and I think that, you know, we did that spell and stuff and I think that mm-hmm. plants other seeds. And I think as far as like business goes and uh, what I've been working on, I'm starting to see some results. And that is so uh, crucial mm-hmm. to like my habits and my way of thinking and just feeding off of each other and creating new thought loops. Yeah, I feel like um, the times when I used to let my give in to those feelings of worry um, of 
am I going to get what I want? Am I going to get what I need? It was like control. And I was like, oh, I have to control this. I have to figure totally. out how I'm going to get this to work. And then when it didn't, I would get down on myself because it was me that let myself down, right? I wasn't able to get it done. And that was But just, really, you don't even have control. Exactly. I mean, and it's, it's this an compiling effect that yeah. makes you sad for no reason. And that's when you have to realize, okay, if this is supposed to happen, I'm going to give it my best effort. But if it doesn't, then, you know, it's probably the best thing that it didn't. And, but it was like this amazing story of this farmer that was like, his horse ran away. Oh, that's in a book we've read. Yeah. I can't remember which book. Maybe in, I don't remember, but yes, the farmer's horse yeah. ran away. And he's like, maybe. They're like, oh my God, that sucks. And then he's like, maybe. And then, you know, comes the horse comes back horses. with more ho- horses. And they're like, whoa. And then the son tries to break one of the horses and he breaks his leg. And they're like, oh no. And then the son gets, doesn't get called for the draft because he has a broken leg. And they're like, yay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it's just like, you never know what's good or what's not for the, your main life mm-hmm. um, story. So I think I've been trying to just surrender to that. Oh, look at you all surrendering. I'm surrendering. I like it. Me too. Um, so this guy that I met yesterday uh, was telling me, I think it was in an Alan Watts book called The Wisdom of Insecurity, which I have not read. Have you? Mm-mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. But he was telling me about that exact thing. And even when you do try to control, uh, the, I guess this is a point that Alan Watts makes in here. So I'm repeating this like third hand. But anyway, here's the gist <laughs> as far as I understood it. Uh, when you do try to control and things do turn out the way that you were imagining and controlling them to be, then you still miss the moment because you're too busy controlling the very next thing or the thing after that. You're too busy trying to keep control of everything. So you don't even enjoy the moment when you do control it. So or have the illusion of controlling it. You don't actually control it. So, um, so how do we translate it into more of a business context? Because in business, we certainly want to um, have some control, and we really don't. I think the way I wanted to talk about it in, in regards to business is the only way that you can get to an, a, a point of abundance, um, and abundance in, in different ways, right? Because there could be an abundance of screw-ups and issues. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think like planning, right? So you can plan as much as, as you can, and then life will go its own direction. But um, I think in order to plan for my business, like plan and have a goal for how much I think I really need. And then um, just surrender to the universe that hopefully it'll bring me that and then some. But the only way I'm going to at least do my part is by planning and doing everything that I possibly can. Um, Because that's been the thing is a lot of the business that I have now came from how open I was couple of years ago like I planted a seed by going to coffee with someone or Mm -hmm. giving them an idea or being there when they needed me and not really ever seeing anything come of that but being okay with that and then skip to four years later and they're coming to me with jobs and it's kind of like I planted some seeds of abundance I I didn't necessarily plan for it but it's just eye-opening and I don't think you see that until you're a little bit older but you can really plant seeds of abundance by doing more for people by being there for people and just i mean like just trusting that you're always creating opportunities even when you don't see them Mm -hmm. i've been working a lot on that and i think part of the abundance writing that i do every day i always am like i am flowing with opportunities and just uh i think the more we create habits that uh foster these positive ways of looking at life Mm -hmm. the more we see them and then the more abundant we are yeah right yeah, I mean, I've been trying to be extremely positive. Uh, I used to be much more positive in the past, but I think as life happens, you get less maybe positive or it gets harder. Well, you can harder. get jaded and cynical. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's been hard for me, but ever since I've been trying to, I've been planting more positivity and abundance in my everyday life. Yeah. Um, And just honestly being grateful, like looking around at my life every day, the friends that I have, the businesses that I have, I can get so caught up in wanting more and and Mm -hmm. thinking how, why aren't I in a better position at 33 than I am now? Like you you think that way until you go, wait, no, like, let me just be happy about this. I mean, to me, 33, you know, 
It sounds so young to me. So, I mean, I'm just like, oh, my God, you're 33. You've done so much, you know. So that's the way I see it. Um, Totally get what you're saying, too, about that. I know somebody else who was starting a business and was like, I got to do this before someone else does. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. You know, like, I think that um, when you're hoarding your ideas and Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's an old, like, meme or photo. And it's like, I think it's in Austin Cleon's. Uh, steal like an artist and it's like the little girl who's like guarding her paper and it's like the hoarder she's already limiting her possibilities <laughs> and like if you pull your ideas into close and get scared that you better do this before someone else doesn't don't try to look at my paper <laughs> then uh <laughs> then i think that um that's going to create the wrong kind of abundance mm-hmm. an abundance of fear yeah. perhaps or an abundance of um limitations yeah. If we're going with what Keith said about, you know, flipping it around on his head like that. Um, what do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I had another question. This is totally random. And then we'll get to whatever we're listening to or reading right now. Uh, what do you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be in fashion. I always wanted to be in fashion. Well, actually, that's not true. So there was two things. I, I mean, either- when you were like elementary school. Oh, always fashion. Really? Yeah. I, I used to cut up my Barbie's clothes and I used to cut up my clothes, my poor mom. Um, and I used to make horrible things. <laughs> she actually found a skirt that was tucked away in a closet with a million pins in it that I obviously never got done. But oh my God, I love it. I, I was always a child of why are they like that? And what happens to my life if I do it that way? Um, ever since I was little, I would ask really inappropriate questions to my mom's mm-hmm. friends. Like, what does divorce feel like? And uh, <laughs> why is your son like that? And, and so, like, I was always super interested in the person. And mm-hmm. um, so I think by the time I understood what I wanted, I either wanted to be a psychiatrist because also I watched um, – the Silence of the Lambs, which should, why, why, why what would that age make, were you I watching know. Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. I don't know. I think I did it I mean, my you mom must knowing. have been like 10? Yeah, or 8. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why that would make me want to be a psychiatrist, but I was either like, I want to be a well, psychologist or yeah. a psychologist, or I wanted to be in fashion. And so those are very opposite ends of the spectrum. But then I went and I sat in on my very first, um, like, anything I, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it after Which, what, what part? It was on. like I sat in on um an interview with a child that had committed a crime. Uh-huh. Um my mom got me able to be there because she had a friend in that department or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just like I I think I'm too empathetic or maybe I'm just too young. I I was just scared of it. So then I went to fashion and um the college that I wanted to go to had a great department. And then I started getting into consumer behavior, like why we buy, because that gets really into who yeah, people the are. Yeah, science behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's like where they spend their money is who they are and why do they feel that way and how do you like under un- unpack all of that stuff. Yeah. So I still did fashion and I still understood like why certain images sell a certain way and how to get people to feel a certain way through marketing. But... It's still brain science meets fashion, I guess. Yeah, and I was just asking because I was reading something about our true purpose and like a lot of times we should reflect on what we wanted to be when we were children. And uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. I don't know what I... uh, I certainly listened to Casey Kasem a lot and I always liked the radio, but I didn't recognize that that was something I wanted to do. Uh Um, And then I went through a long phase. You're going to totally laugh. I wanted to be an interior designer for a long time. Or, you know, like, I, 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 use, I enjoy, great. oh, I love maps and, like, figuring things out, you know. And um, so I wanted to, like, design rooms. And uh, and uh, and then I also wanted to be, I went through a long phase when I was in elementary school wanting to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. Yeah. I but, could totally see that, Dr. But then Amy I, Edwards. I found out how much school you had to go to. So I would let you yeah, operate on my brain if you're a neurosurgeon. Oh, my God. If I was a neurosurgeon. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I'm not. So I'm not operating on your brain. Uh, Anyway, so I don't know. I just just thought maybe we could encourage people to, if you're wondering about your purpose, maybe, I don't know, maybe think about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you listening to? And did you have anything specific that you were listening to in relation to abundance this week? No, I think it's just been a practice. Uh, The Peter Crone thing has a lot to do with abundance Mm -hmm. or at least reframing yourself. Cool. 
Um, so I, I really appreciated that. I'll find um, a link for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still looks, listen, did I tell you about the listening to that sex book? I brought it up last time. Did yeah, you, know? you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So listening to that, it's really interesting. Okay. It's very much science-based in the beginning and then goes to more of like a psychology-based. Cool. So I love it. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've been really busy, so I haven't been able to consume as much as I want. Hey, you're being abundant. You're out there yeah. being abundant I was in being business. abundant this you're week, there, Amy. Walking the walk of abundance. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, cool. Well, thanks, Bijou. Yes. Okay, so there's a resource roundup of what we covered today on my blog at amyedwards.com slash blog. Go there for links to everything that we mentioned in the episode. And there should be a link to that post in the episode description wherever you're listening. Thank you so much to everyone today and to our guest, Kidada. Remember that she is at Kidada Official on Instagram or at divineandconjure.com. And you can work with her. Also, she and her husband's amazing band, Riders Against the Storm. They're incredible highly recommend checking them out. Thank you also, of course, to our regular Rock Your Life contributors, Jill. Find her at stickwithit.co online or on Instagram. And thank you to Bijou. Find her at story by style, story x style on Instagram or at velvetcartel.com. And one takeaway today, remember what Key said, your focus is going to amplify and magnify no matter what it is. You are manifesting whether you realize you're doing it or not. So focus on the things that you desire abundance in. Not an empty bank account, but the money you see. See it and allow more to flow to you. Like our beautiful affirmation this week. I see the abundance and I welcome more. I have loved that, by the way. Very happy to add it to my mirror. (laughs) If you want to see my mirror with all the affirmations, find me on Instagram. I just put a picture up of it the other day. I'm at Real Amy Edwards. And if you'd like to share any thoughts with me, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So write to me at amy at amyedwards.com. And don't forget, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, share it with a friend. It matters. And I am immensely grateful. Really, really grateful for this and for you. Thank you. And my Rock Your Life newsletter is coming soon. So sign up to stay up to date on that on my blog at amyedwards.com slash blog. This has been Rock Your Life with Amy Edwards. Thank you so much for listening. Peace and love, y'all. Till next time.